Hey, uh, so why did the Invisible Man turn down the job offer? He couldn't see himself doing it. Just like me, oh. on stream, just now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, everyone. Today, we are talking about how you can start your very own podcast. It's Friday, April 10th, 2020. Welcome to episode 8 of the Ginger and the Beard podcast. Like those drumsticks, dude. That was awesome. Bring, bring it <laughs> I've been in. Thinking props. about doing that for like, I've been thinking about doing that for like the last four episodes, and I just keep forgetting to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't even know you had drumsticks. That's great. Oh yeah, man. I'm a drummer. We should talk about that one day. Yeah, definitely. Yes. What's up, everyone? I am AJ, aka the Ginger, and I'm Reese, aka the Beard. And in this week's episode, we're going to drop a little bit of knowledge about what we've learned along the way when creating this podcast and give you some tips and advice on how you can start your very own podcast. We're also going to spend a good amount of time talking about big news surrounding UFC 249, as well as some tech news and more. Oh, UFC 249. I'm so excited to talk about this, but also so depressed, so depressed about the news. Oh, gosh. <sighs> I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But yeah, anyway, sigh. <laughs> gosh, how, how was your week, bud? It was good, man. It was good. You know, we had a ton of beautiful weather, so can't really complain about that. Um, we're on day like 16 of working from home. You know, <laughs> I'm getting kind of used to it, but I feel like there's like this pattern. I think I read some articles about this where it's like when you transition to working from home, your productivity at first just takes a, a dive, which is absolutely true. And then like you start getting used to it and it starts to climb back up a little bit. And then it starts to take another dive once you like, I don't know, you kind of just like get into this little funk, I guess. And I feel like that's where I'm kind of at right now. Um, you I know, can see it. it's, it's just kind of this up and down wave pattern. You know, there's some good days, some bad days, but overall still don't have coronavirus still healthy. And, yeah. uh, you know what? We ordered our first takeout food, uh, during this pandemic yesterday. Okay. Okay. And I, I'm you guys psyched get? about that. We got a delicious, greasy pizza from Pembroke pizza up the street. Shout out Pembroke pizza. Yeah. So Pembroke. good. Nice. And cheesy bread. Mm. Can't mm. go without cheesy bread. My mouth's watering just thinking about it, just reflecting back. <laughs> Jeez, dude. We've But I will say after about three weeks of not eating takeout food and then eating a nice greasy pizza, my stomach, dude. My stomach for the Was past it tore up? Days, it's just it's just been like not liking me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Oh, we ordered man. Chick-fil-A uh last weekend. Mm, Chick-fil-A delicious. does you know, they do delivery through like DoorDash and like Grubhub and all that stuff. So, you know, they hooked it up. I was happy. Um, you know, we some, haven't get some, did you get some nugs. Uh, Stephanie got some nugs muggle mm. muggle for life. She got some nugs. I, uh, yes. I got a good old classic sandwich, man. It's my favorite. It's my jam. Can't go wrong. Can't go oh. wrong with the classic. Oh, of course not. dude. That's, that's what they, that's how they, that's how they started. That's where it's, that's what it's all about. That's right. That's right. Yeah. How about you? How was your week? Uh, it was good, you know, uh, busy, 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 beginning of the month and, and whatnot. Um, been playing a lot of this game called Lost Oasis. Uh, you know, the stream's been doing pretty good, um, so that's been that's been awesome. Been happy about that. I bought a new uh, piece of technology 
um, which I, you know, can't wait to share um, during our tech section. Um, you know, pretty excited. But you know, it's just been status quo. We've just been staying inside the house, uh, placing. We've we've been placing orders for um, delivery groceries, and yes. so you know, we we've been getting a bunch of groceries. But uh, it's weird because like they'll tell you that they're they're going to deliver it one day, and then like it'll be that day, and then they push it back um, another day, or they'll just push it back like six hours. And it's like, you know, they're. I just feel like their systems, you know, weren't built out for the level of you know, for demand. like the quantity, yeah, the level of demand. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. Level of demand that right. they're getting right now. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, literally then, everyone is doing that. We do that. I think we've only gotten groceries. Well, I think we got them delivered maybe twice since this whole thing happened. But other than that, it's been pickup. And we actually we did we've been doing grocery pickup for like a long time. So there's nothing really new about it here, except for you have to go open your own trunk, <laughs> so yeah. they don't want to touch your car. Now, is the pickup service that you're using, is it specific to uh, a grocery store that you go to, or is it like a, a third-party type of thing? It's uh, Yeah, we go through Kroger, so they have something called like ClickList. Okay, got so it. So Shayna, she puts together like the order throughout the week on the on their app or whatever, and we go and pick it up on the weekends. What a good so, what just, a good idea though, right? Oh man, I dude, there's one thing in this world that I despise. It is grocery shopping. You would, I would think rather that do. I'd rather like lose my pinky toe for the rest of my life than have to go grocery shopping again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine so that. much. What if what if a what if a company actually came up with like an only pickup, you know, grocery store where it's like you can't browse, you browse online, and you have yeah. to have a set time where you come pick up your. Would do you think people would like that? Would would that is there a market for that? You think? I mean, after all this is said and done, I think there will be. I mean, things are going to change so much in this next, you know, and in Virginia, at least June 10th is like the date that we're shooting for to like start to get back to normal life. So by that time, everyone has experienced what grocery delivery is like and what grocery pickup is like and what it means to like go do curbside pickup for all your meals and work from home every single day, all yeah. week, you know. Um, so How do we I go? a lot of stuff's going to change, dude. How do we go back from here, right? How does it? I mean, we've already a got a question. taste of the of the remote work style. We That's don't have to leave our houses. Man. It's gonna be weird. Me and my, me and Shane were talking about this like all week. Like, man, when we have to go back to like the regular way of doing this, like, I'm gonna miss number one being at home with my family all day. Number two, I'm like right. so used to sitting at my desk here and getting stuff done. Like having to go back into like an office with like noise and like people around. And like bright overhead lights, I'm gonna be like, this is terrible. <laughs> Let's go back to the way things were. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like I we all should have a strong going off of you know your point about productivity, right? The initial yeah. decrease and then the increase, right? I I talked to one of my coworkers, um, and uh, their their significant other works uh, for a large corporation, and that corporation specifically saw a a huge increase in productivity. And they're really? they're extending the remote work to like September wow, for the whole really? company. Yeah, I'm not going to say the company name, but you all know. Every, if I said it, everyone on this, you know, would know who they are. And it's it's a it's crazy that you know people can work from home and be productive. And why wouldn't they when a company can have all of their employees working from home? That means that they don't have to cover. Um, as many expenses, they don't have to pay for electricity. They don't have to pay for rent. Why wouldn't yep. they, right? How much money do they save on those coffee packs in the break room? 
Just saying, man, it all adds up. 50, <laughs> 50 years of coffee packs? Talking yeah, about pension yeah. right now. Yeah, the hard thing is obviously the revenue streams into these businesses right now is taking a taking a hit too, which has obviously implications. But so let's yeah. let's stay with this. Let's get back to the customers we serve. Also, businesses being open, and then you know, let's get back to the get back to the way money used to be, and then let's let everyone stay at home. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. And invest in virtual reality because it's going to take off. It's got to. Yeah. Virtual reality, virtual team, you know, work environments, oh, yeah. Slack, yep, Discord, yep. Zoom. Yeah. I keep seeing Zoom in the news Zoom. right now. People oh, on man. their people on their meetings wearing bathrobes. Have you? Please tell me you've seen the clip of the lady. There's like a whole. It's like a Zoom conference call, and there's probably like ten, ten or twelve people on this call. And this poor girl, I don't know, she, she she decides to get up from her desk and carry her laptop through her house, and she ends up in the bathroom and forgets to turn her camera off. We were just talking about this before the show, how you can turn your camera off and f- go fill up your coffee or something now that you work at home. And she lays the c- laptop in the floor with the camera still on oh. and proceeds to, to do a number two. Uh, oh... <laughs> Until she sees, she looks down at her computer, and I guess she realizes people are like making this kind of face, like you know. Oh, she freaks out and shuts it really fast. Oh no! They they should have just. Oh no! And then there's like literally one guy on the call, and he goes, "I didn't see anything." (laughs) (laughs) I felt I was like, "Oh Oh, no!" Show me your bush. She can never return to work ever. She can never go back to work. How? Yeah, don't I mean, you just quit? You pretty much just quit after that, right? Because like you have to quit. All of your employees have seen your business. Like that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Like that should be like an HR thing where I don't know. Yeah, you fortunately, get, I don't think you could actually see anything. You know, to to her benefit, I guess. But okay, still, the fact that you could see her drop trowel and sit on the uh, sit on the sit on the john, I was just like, oh no. But but isn't that akin to like? Um, like public indecency, right? Like uh, I, I, I almost, I, mean, I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're towing. We're, <laughs> we're on the border here, but I feel like you could. That's almost. A, that's definitely a punishable offense. But one can make an argument. I think so. I think so. But anyway, you know what, man? We went on a tangent just now, like we usually do. What are you drinking? <laughs> oh, I haven't cracked her open yet. But I've got myself. This is an unusual choice for an like evening inside beer, but it's what I got. It's an orange orange crush IPA from Farmhouse. Again, I got another beer here from Farmhouse Brewing. Last oh, week I talked so about refreshing. a couple different ones that we had. Um, if you love citrusy IPAs, obviously oh this is going to be a good good go to. Oh um, this one, the orange crush. Like, okay, I'd have never heard about an orange crush until I moved to Virginia Beach. And uh, there's a there's a spot locally called Waterman's, and I think they're supposed to be credited as like the originator of the Orange Crush, and they host a uh, Orange Crush festival every year. Um, but most every restaurant around here will make you an Orange Crush, but it's essentially just like a, a citrusy cocktail or whatever um, with oranges. Uh, okay. So, anyways, this is an Orange Crush IPA, so I'll go ahead and give this a little pour. Whenever this glass is in front of this light, it always looks so dirty. And I'm like, this is definitely a clean glass. It looks clean on my end, but it looks, looks good. more, it looks so refreshing. It smells, the, the smell, I can just like from here to smell the orange. It's, oh, mm. oh I kind of wish I could just trade you right now. Because that, the camera. Yeah, that looks like hydrating and refreshing and 
it is very, what you very should refreshing. be drinking in in springtime right yeah like this is perfect for those 75 80 degree days that we've been having so i think actually sunday is supposed to be 75 did you so guys get a cold to... front today we did yeah it was like in the 50s today yep but yeah which was kind of weird but that's why i got this um, like heavy heavy shirt on right now i was freezing yeah i had to put a sweatshirt on earlier today i was super cold in the house yeah that's what i'm drinking man what about yourself what are you having tonight sir um so this is a weird one i never thought i would have you know drank something like this but it's a well just because it's guinness right so this is a guinness um barrel aged stock ale oh i i never knew that uh guinness did something like this um yeah, so aged in bullet bourbon, bullet bourbon's a um, mid, like mid-level bourbon that I that I like drinking. Mm-hmm. Also, it's ten percent, um, eighty-nine on Beer Advocate, right? So, this is a uh, stout aged in bourbon barrels for several months, um, and it's uh, it's supposed to be kind of like a barley wine, a barley wine style um, with a lot of hops. So interesting. Um, let's go ahead and do this pour. I don't know what I'm getting myself into right now. Oh, I tell you what, man, you always coming through with the, with the heavy beers. Last week was 11%. This week's 10%. (laughs) Yeah, man. I got it. If if it, if it doesn't look and taste like oil, then I I can't drink it. So, uh, that's a, that's a dark, that's a dark one. No head on this one. Uh, really? Yeah. That's what we, I was about to say. It's weird seeing you pour a Guinness and there's no head. Yeah, because usually but Guinness guess, like you know. the nitro cans, right? This one's just right. carbonated, I guess. So uh, smells good. Smells uh, smells kind of sweet, actually. Hey, they did a good Give job. Give it a taste. How is wow. it? Wow, you know what? They uh, they did a good job. Um, definitely tastes like a barley wine with a little bit of hops on the front end. Um, just a tiny bit of bitterness. Uh, but yeah, it's like a creamy, caramelly, sweet kind of, uh, a little toasted, you know. Mm. Really, sounds oh, good for a fifty degree day. Yeah, I think I could probably drink this again. Yeah, we're gonna go with that. Nice. So, how did you acquire that? Did you go somewhere and pick that up, or did you get that on delivery? Oh, so this one was like hiding in the back of my fridge. Um, remember, I told you I bought like all those beers for like Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best surprise ever. That's like finding a $20 bill in your pocket. You yeah. find a beer in the back of your fridge like, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Pretty so happy good. about that. And, and it's even better because it tastes good. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, man. I love That's... that feeling. You think you're out of beer and then you find that, that one last one hiding behind all those bottles of water in the fridge. And there's just a little cat, pick, just a little cat poking out. And you're like, oh, what's this? It's What's like this uh, guy? <laughs> finding that like five dollar bill that you that you lost like ten years ago, you know, in yeah. a pair of shorts that you haven't worn, and the beer's oh, yeah. like, oh no, he found me. Oh no, <laughs> no, don't drink me. <laughs> I've been aging for you for ten years. <laughs> yeah, you know that beer I showed last week on the stream from Farmhouse's seven five seven beer. That's like exclusive because they had to release it because the something in the water festival got canceled. I was like, I think I might save a can of this, you know, just to is it's exclusive and then that was like the last beer i had and i was like i'm not gonna save this oh <laughs> no i mean it's like, for enjoying right this. i saved the label though 
Okay. So Shayna actually had a, a brilliant idea, but beneath this couch here, in this background here, um, right. is like a, a couple of desktops that we're not using anymore, like old desktops. So I'm starting to take the peeling the stickers off of the cans, the labels off the cans, and like plastering them across these desktops. And the idea is that eventually they're be completely covered in this 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 uh, collage of um, labels, and I could use it as like a backdrop for the podcast. Oh, dude. That is awesome. Right? So this one here looks like I could peel this bad boy off of there too. So after I've consumed it, I will peel this. And I've got six more of those or five more of those in the fridge. So that'll give me some surface area coverage. I didn't even know that those labels were peelable. That's yeah, some of them are. Some of them are, but some cans have like screen print or I don't know, I guess just higher quality labels or something. I don't know anything about quality of labels, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Petition for lower quality labels start now. <laughs> I guess if you pay for like screen printing where there's like no actual piece of paper on the can, that's probably costly. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, yeah. but it won't contribute. So shame on them for using higher quality printing skills. Yes. Um yes. dude, I can't so wait to see we... that. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna take a while to cover, but I mean if I keep buying six packs, then I always usually, whenever I go to Wegmans or whatever, I build a six-pack, so that's six different labels that I could hopefully peel off and, and plaster on there. So it might come together relatively quick. We'll oh, see. dude. We're, I'm going to have to so, just you, – you have about a, a beer every day, right? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Nice. Today, this is my second one today. I had a happy hour with some of the folks, a virtual happy hour with some of my folks at work today. So I had a, a different IPA from Farmhouse, the Morning Haze that I showed last week, which is also very, very good. Um, so nice. this is this is number two for the day. We're doing a my my company's doing a virtual well, just like the middle management and and my boss is all doing a a virtual happy hour next week. I'm kind of nervous about it, um, but I'm going to be drinking some bourbon on stream. Ooh, or not on stream, nice. but on the on the call. Um, you should stream. You should stream your work call to Twitch. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's not a good idea. <laughs> that's good. That's grounds for firing. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about today? More more. Uh, you uh, should, never mind. <laughs> you should stream it to Twitch, and then you should walk to the bathroom and and drop drop a deuce. On I was gonna get into the shower actually. <laughs> take it step it up a notch you know yeah take it take a deuce and then get into the shower right after <laughs> oh yeah oh no oh gosh anyway oh, so man. um are you gonna like are you gonna like lacquer it or is it just gonna be just the stickers mm-hmm. or are you gonna do like some kind of finish on the on the top i don't know i probably will leave it just because if the, all these this light i have here and this light i have in the background here if i if the if it's lacquered, it might be too reflective. Yeah. So, you know, I might need to just leave the matte stickers on there. We'll see if it works out. I have to, like, find some way to, like, rig it up so it actually stays upright behind me. Um, but it will be cool yeah. if I could do that. Oh, uh, dude, we'll I'm s- yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. That's exciting. It's going to be cool. Well, I think we should move on. What do you think? Yeah, I guess we've been talking for, like, 20 minutes about our day. It's okay. so. <laughs> It's all good. This is yeah, why, let's you go know, ahead. This is the whole point of getting together. It's a good. It's good to catch up. Before yeah. we do, let's hold our beers up and let's get. Let's let's ask the people what they're drinking. Yeah, guys, what are you drinking today? All right, I'm gonna guys out there. We want to know what are you drinking tonight. Leave us a comment below. Let us know. Tag us. We want to see what you guys are up to. Leave us some reviews and some some recommendations. We're always looking to try new stuff. So let us know. Yes, and uh, try some of these out if you can get a hold of them. Yes, they won't let you, you can down. Find this bad boy. I don't know if they distribute this guy um, very far. It might just be regionally, but 
try it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, expand your horizons, right? I mean, we all that's right. We all learn by taking a leap and, and doing something different. So, right there you go. Cool. All right, let's hit a transition, Reese. All right, we're gonna do it right now. Hey, that was a quick transition. Oh, still playing the drums. Oh, oh wait, this is not dr- a rock and roll song. This is actually these sticks are actually not appropriate for drum uh, for for a drum set. These are actually uh, snare marching snare sticks. Oh, I played uh, I played snare in the uh, drum line when I was in high school. Look at you spinning and... them, dude. You look like a professional. Oh yeah, check this out. Oh my god! Whoa. Yeah, maybe I'll play a little on my practice drum pad one day, just for some horrible entertainment. <laughs> Do you have you have an actual like electronic uh, drum pad? I didn't know. No, that. it's a it's in a different room, or else I'd bring it up. But it's a uh, rubberized like it's like this this thick and probably like twelve inches in diameter, I think. Okay. Um, but it's like a rubberized pad, so it's kind of quiet if you want to practice on. And if you flip it over. The uh, reverse side is a little harder, and it's louder, and it's supposed to feel more like a real drum head, like a snare drum head. Okay. So back when I was in high school, my parents got me that to practice on. And, uh, yeah, that was the glory days back when I had some, some sort of talent. <laughs> so do you, I mean, do you know a couple songs? I mean, you can't really play a song by yourself on a snare drum. I guess you probably, maybe you could, but, um, yeah, it's probably like the drum line. So, but yeah, I can okay. play the drum set, a drum set too. I used to have a drum set as well, but it's been a long time since I've sat in front of one of those or behind one of those. Nice dude. Yeah. That's cool. But, but one day, one day I will have a garage and I've been saying this to Shana for a while now. I'm like, we should buy Kai a drum set. You know, he's boom, boom. He's, he's four, <laughs> you know, we should buy him an adult size drum set. <laughs> of 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 medium to high quality and we should let him learn and he'll grow into it right so i like your strategy sir and i also can play on it and then you could buy him a uh, guitar and get case yeah. a bass and yeah. uh you'll be good to go and shana can sing she sings the, very well she could definitely have, have a family band oh dude i love it i love it we'll see That's how awesome. she feels about that <laughs> <laughs> good luck man Oh, man. All right. So our main topic of the week is how to start a podcast. We obviously are on episode eight of this podcast, which is pretty good. I don't I don't know how what the statistics are and like podcasts that get started. How far do how far do the majority of podcasts make it before they just give up or um, lose their consistency? We've done this consistently every single week for eight weeks. Right. Have we missed any weeks? Um, Maybe we've missed one week. I, I think remember. we might have. We might have missed one week. Um but yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, we, maybe not. I think maybe we just like rescheduled one of them. I don't think we might've missed one. And we just basically took that week um, to like, that's right. Tweak some, tweak some things. So it's still be consistent in the fact that we've been working on it for, yep. you know, eight, nine, ten weeks maybe, because we also prepped for like two weeks. Yeah. Maybe even doing longer it. actually might've been like two or three weeks. I can't remember, but we, I mean, I got, we, I think we got this spun up pretty fast, pretty relatively fast, you know? Um, so we're going to get into that a little bit. We're going to tell you guys what our experience has been starting this podcast since we're eight episodes deep at this point. We're basically experts at this point. Come on. I mean, you know, realistically, we know what we're doing. Yeah. I think, (laughs) I think we qualify, right? We're doing it. You know, so it's happening. 
we have some advice to give. You can learn something from us. Maybe it'd we be can, one thing. We can get you set up. We can we can get right. everything set up and working, and it's going to look like this or better. Yeah, I, I think we have like kind of a, a unique setup. Like there of the podcasts uh, that I, the podcasts that I followed, not many of them um, do it virtually. Although now during this whole pandemic, they actually are a lot. A lot of them are doing it virtually. So Makes sense. You know, we've got an interesting setup here. So I'm kind of excited to dive into it. So we essentially broke this out into a series of steps that you guys could follow, um, you know, relatively loosely to get yourself up and recording your first episode. So if we want to just dive right in the first step, number one on how to start your own podcast is to decide on a genre slash topic. So what do you want to talk about? You know, um, there's a lot of arguments out there that you should find a niche topic. You should find something that there aren't a lot of other podcasts about because you don't want to be in a saturated um, you know, a saturated market when it comes to, to different p- topics, but look at us. I mean, we're not wildly successful by any means with the podcast so far, but we're ta- not talking about niche topics. We're talking about technology, video games, UFC. And the reason we chose to go that route was because those are things that we're passionate about and we can elaborate on naturally and don't have to, you know, do tons of research before each episode to kind of make it sound like we know what we're talking about. So I think right. my biggest tip here, and you can tell me what you think Reese too, is just find something that you're passionate about and that you can talk naturally about, um, without having to script everything out. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, and I think a lot of other people would too. It's like, do what you're passionate about, you know, don't do something because you think it's going to make you successful do what you're happy about. Other people are going to see your enjoyment. They're going to see your enthusiasm about the topic and they're going to want to, they're going to want to watch you do, you know, do what you like doing. Yeah. I mean, when me and Reese get to talking about UFC, we kind of get on a, uh, (laughs) we get on, we get on a tangent and things get out of hand because we just are super passionate about the UFC and we love talking about it. So that's the whole reason we started the podcast to begin with. There's all kinds of things you could do, you know, gaming, uh, UFC, yeah. football, cooking, you know, dressing, dressing yourself, you know, whatever you want to do. I think the most niche podcast I've found so far, just as like being on Instagram and trying to network with other podcasters out there, there's one, I wish I could remember the name of it now. I think it's like GHP podcast or something like that. Um, I'll have to look it up so we can give them some actual credit. And it's about, um, it's about reptiles basically. from what i can tell they talk about like different types of reptiles um okay so you know that's super i'm like how do you to me because i'm not passionate about reptiles i mean how do you build a podcast about just reptiles but i guess these folks are you know i haven't really looked super depth in depth about them but they must have some qualifications to talk about these animals and know that there's an audience out there um for them so that's super i mean if if you can be enthusiastic and and you know really enjoy um, and have a lot of passion about something that's niche, then, I mean, you're, you're, you're positioning yourself in a, in a good, uh, in a good way to get started, you know, cause yeah. if you're doing gaming or movies like, you know, or even music, those ones are all pretty well blown out at this point. The market, the, the barrier to entry for success there is, is significant. Um, yeah. but still, if you're going to be talking about something that you don't enjoy, you're going to get burnt out. It's gotta that be something people- you're passionate about people will pick up on it and they won't want to listen. Yep, exactly. So step number two, moving on, 
you got to decide once you've picked your, picked your topic, step number one, you got to figure out, are you going to do it by yourself or are you going to find a partner or a group to do it with? You know, so there are definitely arguments for both. I think one of the most popular, maybe not one of the most popular, but a popular podcast is Bill Burr. He had a podcast where he's got tons of episodes and it's literally just him. I think it's yeah. a Monday. It's like a Mon- Bill Burr's Monday something show. Um, yep. But it's literally just him talking for an hour or more. And personally, I don't typically like listening to the, I, I like listening to the back and forth conversation between at least two people. Um, right. And for us, obviously you and I, uh, it wouldn't be the ginger and the beard if it was just the ginger or just the beard. Um, yeah, right. It It's just easier to talk to somebody, you know, one-on-one or even in a group setting to, to foster that sort of communication and conversation. Yeah. But, and I mean, just using Bill Burr as like a, uh, an example, right? Like he's, he's paid to talk, right? That's his whole thing. And like, he's a comedian and he's paid to be on the center stage talking and people are listening to him talk. So it's like, that makes sense. Right. But if you go and, you know, you know, Joe Rogan's the one that, that, you know, that I listen to a bunch and it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, they have, he has a back and forth, but he has guests on all the time. So it's, you know, and his is more of like a, a variety kind of podcast where it's, where it's all over the place. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, last thing is, you know, if, if it's going to be more than one person, then you also have to decide on, is it a group or is it a partner? And, um, you know, but personally, I don't like when it's group. I just feel like it's too much. I, I, I think that, um, you know, the kind of one-on-one conversations are much more beneficial to the listener. When you get into the group setting, um, it's almost like a, you know, you, you kind of get to see like the hierarchy of the conversation and, mm. and some people might, you know, take the lead and then, you know, you only really get their point of view and you don't, you don't get to hear the back and forth when it's just two people, you know, you really get to see both sides of the right. conversation. Now I'm not saying that yeah, that's, that's a good you point. Know, it's, it's not going to be like that every time, but you know, the chances of it, you know, being like that or, or higher when there's more people. So, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even on Joe Rogan's podcast, is that's using that as an example, like so the times where he's interviewing more than one person at a time, you've either, you've either, geez, I can't talk. You've either got, um, two people who participate equally on the other side of the table from him, or you've got one person that's predominantly participating. And then you've got the other guy who just jumps in once in a while and kind of can derail the conversation. I remember one episode in particular, I can't remember the guy's name that he was interviewing. Um, but it was, it was a guy that was basically claiming that, um, my wife is going to cringe when I start talking about this. Uh, he was talking about how aliens exist and how uh, area 51 is a real thing. And they have flying saucers and, and all this stuff. Like he saw it with his own, his own two eyes. He used to apparently work there. There's a Netflix documentary about him. And this guy who was there with him was the producer of the Netflix documentary. Yep. His name was Jer- Jeremy something. But um, Joe and this guy who actually experienced this stuff would get into this like super deep conversation. And then Jeremy would pitch in once in a while and be like, Oh, and, and tell him about that time where you did this, 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 this. And Joe had to like shut him down on occasion and be like, dude, yeah. just let him tell his side of the story. Like you don't, yep. I don't need you to keep it. Like he had to get kind of not aggressive, but firm with him mm-hmm. um, to kind of shut it down. So you know, that's kind of a different sort of scenario, but I kind of agree with what you're saying, especially if you're doing the podcast virtually, like we do it where we're in two different locations and there's always like the slight bit of lag between 
um, when you say something and I say something and it's easy to kind of step on each other's toes if you, you just got to find that right rhythm. So if you have a group of like five people, it's even harder to not step on each other or to interject at the wrong time. Yeah, man. Great example. And I, I remember yeah. that podcast and yeah, that's exactly what, was what that I'm talking name? about. It was like Bill, it was like Bill or something. I guess I, can't, mm. I wish I could remember that guy's name. I have to look it I, up and leave a, I just leave remember a he had like notes. a, I just remember he had like a headache every the whole episode, and like yeah. every time Joe would ask him a question, he, if he didn't add, if he didn't have an answer for it, he would just be like, "Oh man, I have such a bad headache." So, I mean, and I'm I'm just skeptical because of like his excuse for not being able to answer was the headache, and then the fact that the producer was there, the producer was like biased because he's gonna back up that guy a hundred percent of the way, because you know he's a, he has an interest in it, you know, right. Right. Okay. So I found it. It's the guy's name is Bob Lazar. That's um, it. And the other guy's name is Jeremy Corbell. Okay. So I'm going to try to find the name of the, um, okay. The name of the documentary on Netflix. If you guys want to check it out is Bob Lazar area 51 and flying saucers. I do recommend you check it out because it does make you think about the stuff. And I think about the stuff anyways. Um, so <laughs> I thought it was very fascinating and it's kind of, we're not going to get on this tangent right now. I, I couldn't decide which way I believed because I could see kind of both sides. Um, but regardless, wow, that is a, that is a heavy topic to bring up and just say, we're not going to talk about we're this. Not, no, no, let's do it. Let's save it. Maybe next episode we can talk about our, do aliens exist? Oh dude. Hey, I would, I'm down to go down. I'm down for that route. I'm into the esoteric let's, stuff. Oh, let's, we can, we can make an episode about it. Oh yeah. But the virtual, the, you know, the virtual topic about stepping on each other's, um, stepping on each other's toes, like if you're in a streaming sort of environment, actually dovetails nicely into step number three, which is to pick a format. So after you've got your topic, after you've figured out, are you going to do it by yourself? Are you going to have a partner? Are you going to have a group of people? You got to decide, how are we going to do this thing? Is it going to be audio only? Is it just going to go to like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, something that people can listen to in their cars or while they're at work or whatever? Um, or is it going to be audio plus video, which is obviously what we're doing? Um, and you got to weigh the, the pros and cons of both of those. Um, we can go a little bit into that if you want, but I would just start by saying, um, you know, if you decide to go the video plus audio route, there's a lot more complications involved. Um, there's a lot more gear you, not a lot, but there's more gear you would need, such as a camera. You're going to need some video editing software. You're going to figure out how you're going to record this. Um, right. and then for you and I, if you and your partners are not in the same space, how do you handle the stream? Yep. That was that was actually our I think our largest barrier to entry here was was how are we going to capture the video so that we're as close to like in sync as we could be. And we went down a bunch of different paths and then settled on Discord. And um yeah. You know, this might not be like the best one, but you know, neither of us are, you know, I mean, we're tech savvy, but we're not experts, right? So it's like yeah. We figured it out. We were able to get it to work. Maybe it's not the best solution, but it's working, right? Yeah, I mean, we like you said, we are tech savvy, but neither of us had ever, had ever done this before. We did have the benefit of the fact that you had just started streaming video games maybe probably not even a month before we started this podcast, maybe a little bit, maybe a month. Um, and yeah, so you like had a, month. a little bit of knowledge about how to stream your video to Twitch, um, which obviously we do our live shows on Twitch. So that kind of helped us out and you knew how to set up like the, 
transitions and the different scenes and things like that. The, you know, the Twitch, um, broadcasting service. Yeah. You had the, like the, the the descriptions on the Twitch channel and all that good stuff. Um, so we had that, that sources, overlays, you know, being able to, you know, you know, figure out what's necessary just for that part. Right. So, I mean, that, that was helpful. I mean, I could, you know, tell you guys all that stuff. I mean, you know, you have to have the right resolution, you know, on your camera. Um, there's a specific settings, um, you know, that I could, I could provide, you know, my settings, which is kind of like a global starting point that'll, that'll get most people started. Um, but a big thing is just having the computer, right? If you don't have enough processing power to, uh, you know, to broadcast, if you don't have the right internet connection, um, you know, that's the first step really is making sure that you have a, you have a system, you have a rig that can support, um, you know, what you're trying to do here. Um, you know, so I'm not really prepared to, to give out all of my PC specs or all of my (laughs) settings right now, but you know, upon request, I could definitely do so. And, you know, I could probably create a follow-up video, um, with all of that information. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, and for me, I, I had zero equipment. Um, I did not have this microphone. I didn't have this webcam here that's recording this. I, I did actually have the lights just from a different project that my wife and I were working on. But, um, you know, so I had to go out and purchase these things, which is something that you have to think about. What kind of money are you going to want to invest into the into the podcast? Um, but you don't have to go this route. Like, you don't have to buy this microphone. This whole microphone setup with the, the microphone, the arm, all that stuff was only like $50 or less. The webcam Great was... Deal. Oh yeah, solid deal. Um, the webcam I think was seventy dollars. The one that I got, it's a Logitech something something something. I don't remember. Um, but I do want to do a quick. The it's a Toner Q9 microphone. You can get it on Amazon for fifty bucks. Um, we'll we'll put a link in the uh, video description um, or on the podcast description. Uh, if you guys click yep. that link, it'll take you straight to Amazon. Um, and if you, uh, if you use that link to purchase it, we'll get a little bit of a kickback, which would, you know, of course be appreciated, but you know, this is a $50 mic. You can't find a better deal for the quality. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, you got to decide, is it going to be audio only or is it going to be video involved, you know, and all that kind of plays into later down the line, how do you distribute things and how do you get the exposure to it? So, um, yeah, so we'll we'll move on from there. The next step really is comes down to recording your first episode. So once you've got your once you've got your equipment, you've got your partners, you've just picked your format, it comes down to recording your first episode, which is the scariest uh most rewarding port part of the entire thing. You know, you know like movies have directors, right? And like live events like hockey games or basketball games, like there's a guy behind that directing all of those switches and all that stuff. So, you know, you never really like value like what what they're doing until you actually have to like do it yourself a little bit. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, it's uh trying to run something live and just like connecting all the dots and managing it all. Yep. It's not a joke. It's uh No. Yeah, it's a little stressful. And again, <laughs> I'm glad that we had you that had some, a little bit of experience with all that before we started um, because uh, the beard here is the one who runs the live stream and make sure, makes sure that our audio is making it to your ears and that our video is out there. Um, 
and making you know when we switch to transitions he's got to hit the the right buttons and make sure the music's playing and all that stuff so there's a lot of a lot of action happening in the back end to make it work um so yeah kudos to you sir and hey, there's man. a lot of research a lot of research that went in on the front end of it just to figure out what's the appropriate software and stuff to use like for instance it's not just this microphone piping to my computer it's this microphone piping to a software called voice meter and that software is piping to to um audacity which is recording my audio and then after this is all said and done we have to match up our audio tracks and with the video track um you know and do all that that post that post-production magic yeah you know so that's that takes us into the editing portion of it a a little bit um i want to talk a little bit uh, about like the you know pre-recording you know um the the show notes but um you know, there, there's a couple bits of software since we, since we went down the editing route, I wanted to say, um, you know, audacity, you mentioned that it's a free software. If you guys are going to start this, you know, you know, with little investment, you can really get this going. Um, you know, $50 mic, um, and then all of the software you can get for free voice meter banana is free. Um, there's a video that we can recommend, uh, you go and watch, uh, to get it all set up. It's a bit complicated, um, but we believe in you. You guys should believe in yourselves. You can do it. <laughs> do you want to, uh, sorry, what? not to interrupt you, Reese. Do you want to share, share what that looks like just so people can kind of see behind the scenes what that, that looks like? Yeah. I mean, I can, uh, I can share my screen. Um, let's see. Oh, that's not, that's me. Or I can share mine too, either way. Um, so I'm just going to share this. It doesn't look so pretty right now. Um, you know, but this is, this is voice meter banana. Um, you know, so I'm talking, you see my levels go up. He talks, his levels go up. Uh, we can play our alerts through here. I have Google, my main audio, um, you know, V band gives you a whole nother crazy selection. There's different, um, you know, noise gates, compressions, um, you know, uh, it's a ton of stuff. I, I could, and you could spend three hours explaining this and it probably wouldn't be enough. Right. You, exactly. So for you guys listening on, on audio only, it's kind of hard to explain this in words just cause there's so many b- different buttons and symbols. But if you imagine like a, what do they call those things? Reese, uh, mixer. uh yeah, a mixer or like a sound control board. Um, that's essentially what it looks like. There's different sliders and things that you can adjust for different levels. There's different channels. You can, you can select, um, different hardware inputs and hardware outputs. So it's a pretty complex setup. It's a, it's, it is literally just a virtual mixer. Um, yeah, you know, and, uh, you can download all of these different, they just call them cables, right? So just think about like, if you had an actual, um, tangible mixer in front of you, all of the different cables running in, a, in and out of it, you can download, um, you know, like virtual cables and tie all of your different audio software programs to a cable. And then it, uh, you know, kind of works like an actual tangible mixer. Um, right. So, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit advanced, right? Yeah. Um, you know, base level is just having a microphone and, and pushing it into one system and not really doing anything else except for putting a, um, a, uh, maybe a gate on it. Um, I yeah. actually, l- let me show one more thing, right? Because, um, if you're using Streamlabs or you're using OBS, um, and I'm, and I'm showing my screen again, 
Let me see how I pull it up. You can actually go and put filters on on the different um, sources that you have. Uh, you know, and, and if you guys want, I can take a screenshot of how I set up my microphone um, and share that with you all. You know, yeah. I have a couple of videos too, but um, yeah. We'll, we need uh, to, uh, th this would be a perfect opportunity. I've, I've been thinking about starting a, a, a real website for our show. This would be the best, it would be a, a good opportunity for us to like make a post on how we have everything set up uh, so people people understand yeah. how to get started. But I do want to say really quick before we go any further, if you're listening to this and you are thinking about starting a podcast, at this point you're probably a little bit intimidated. You're like, wow, it's a lot of stuff I got to think about. Um, but I will say, don't be intimidated by all this stuff because if you wanted to, if you just wanted to get your dip your toes in the water, um, kind of familiarize yourself with how to how to even just record your first episode, it, you could literally record a podcast with an iPhone by itself. I mean, you could use the internal yep. microphones on an iPhone to record a podcast episode. There's plenty of free apps out there that let you record your audio. And if you wanted to take a step further, you could upgrade to a, a microphone that could plug into your iPhone. And you literally, ha you could just hit the ground running like that. You and another person could sit at the same table with a, with a microphone that has a, you know, three channel, uh, what do they call those? Omnidirectional, um, mm -hmm. whatever. I can't think of the tech technology, technological terms right now, but, um, you know, a different array of microphones within that, that one, that one microphone that would pick up both of your audio and you could just record it onto your iPhone. And then from there, you make your do your edits in post, and then you could send it out just like we do. But so it it does. That's a good point. Yeah, we we chose to kind of take a complicated route just because number one, we're in two different cities, mm -hmm. and number two, we wanted to do video and we wanted to do it live. So that added a lot of different complications into, into the mix. But you also the you know you don't get some of the um, benefits. You know, if you just use a phone, you don't have the benefits of like noise compression or a noise gate or the ability to change the different levels. So, you know, yeah. the quality of our sound with these, you know, microphones that are more advanced, you know, is that the noise that's going into your ears right now is is a little bit less um, abrasive and, um, you know, just the quality uh, should be yep. better. Yep. It is better. And so you should always strive to improve your quality too. That's definitely what Reese and I strive all the time to figure out ways to make the quality better. Um, you know, and that might actually require extra work. So you have to be prepared for that. Oh, definitely. I mean, we didn't even get into the whole preparation behind like creating a brand or a logo. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's something that we, we should have talked about a little bit. And, you know, luckily AJ's um, kind of a whiz here um on on how to use different programs i mean look what he put together he created this logo basically from scratch and i just i just like it, it just looks clean i like it all thanks man yeah Even i'm definitely not a graphic designer by any means but i, I know enough to be dangerous and you could photoshop and and all that stuff so yeah again that's something that we could maybe one day you know if we start to gain some traction we maybe could actually hire a designer to refresh our branding and things like that but you're always looking to always looking to improve the uh quality absolutely so, um yeah if we're moving on from that I mean, there was some stuff that we didn't really we kind of breezed over but um feel free to reach out to if you guys are trying to start a podcast and you need some advice 
hit us up where you can shoot us a DM on, on Instagram or on Twitter or leave a comment on YouTube. We'd be happy to kind of give you some tips, yeah, but uh, moving on from the editing portion. So once you've got your first episode recorded, um, you know, you've used these different programs such as audacity or voice meter, and you've got your, you got your show ready to go. Um, you're happy with it. You're ready to send it out there. The first thing you have to do is figure out a, a hosting platform. So, I mean, if you wanted to take the simplest route out there, you could probably just put your podcast up on YouTube, on Facebook or wherever and, and you know, call it done. But if you want to actually get the exposure on all of the podcasting platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google Casts, um, you know, I could name 20 different podcast listening platforms. Um, you're going to need a, a hosting a, a hosting platform that can help you distribute. Um Unless you're really tech savvy, and I did do some reading on how you can make, you can essentially write your own RSS feed, which is, it looks almost like code in a sense. So if, if you're really tech savvy, you can write your own RSS feed and then submit it to these different um, hosting, these different podcast networks, and they'll pick it up. But I would recommend highly looking at a hosting platform. And just to name a few, there's Libsyn, which is L I B S Y N stands for liberated syndication. There's Podbean and there's SoundCloud. SoundCloud's another pretty basic one. It's kind of like uploading music to SoundCloud, then you can distribute from there. Um, but the one we chose to go with was Libsyn. Um, it's, it's been around for a while. I'm not gonna go into a ton about the actual company or the software itself, but essentially what it does for us is allows us to upload our audio files to this service. Um, and then once it's uploaded, it essentially creates an RSS feed for you. So you can give it your show artwork, you can give it your logo, you give it the description, the name of the episodes, all that sort of information that goes along with each episode or your show as a whole. And then it spits out a big long RSS feed for you. Actually, it really just gives you a link. Like you don't even have to see that whole messy RSS feed. And then all you have to do is take that link and, and send it to all the different podcast platforms. Oh, for wow. them to pick it up. So it does Spotify automatically automatically for you. And I think that's about it. So the the responsibility on you is you just essentially copy and paste that link. And what we did for our show was literally just go to each of every podcast app you can think of. So for us, I think we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, CastBox, um, Podbean, I could look at my look at my phone and found out all the rest of them, but all these different these different uh, podcast players, you just go to their website and look at the look in their footer. Usually they have a link down there that says like four publishers or four podcasters or something like that. Click on that link and usually there's just a field that says submit your RSS feed. All you do is paste that link in there and hit go or whatever the button says, and within you know an hour or maybe a day or something like that, they'll have your first episode up on their, on, on their app. It was a pretty clean process. I remember, um, you know, yeah. luckily you were the, you were able to figure it all out. I was, I was kind of hands off on that. Uh, you know, so thanks for figuring it out. Um, but yeah, yeah I no think worries. like the longest wait time was maybe like one or two days for, I think it was Google Apple. or Apple. One of yeah. Them? Apple podcast is the slowest. They, I, I think Apple podcast is the most important thing for any podcast to have a presence on because 
Apple Podcasts actually drives the feed of many different apps. So a lot of these apps that we are even in, I don't have to. I didn't have to go to submit a uh, RSS feed to. It just picks it up from Apple Podcasts. And also, if you get reviews and things like that on Apple Podcasts, that weighs very heavily on how you perform search-wise. It does a lot for your uh, viewability and things like that. So that's where you should really push to have reviews. But um, yeah, Apple Podcasts has a longer uh, vetting process. So once you submit to them, and they actually have a little bit stricter guidelines around what you can submit for each episode. So for instance, on YouTube, our, our the episode titles are really lengthy. Um, they have the name of our show in it. They have the date, stuff like that. When you submit an episode to, to Apple Podcasts, they, all they want is the name, the main title of the episode. So for this one, it'll be how to start a podcast. And that's literally it. Um, if you give them the extra stuff, they may not accept your, you know, may not accept the feed and, and things like that. But, um, so yeah, the first time around, it takes maybe up to two days to up to two days to a week, I think is what they, what they estimate, but it happens pretty, it happens faster than their estimate. Um, to get your first episode up. But then after your first episode's up and you publish your next episode, that's the beauty of it. You don't have to resubmit your feed to any of these places again. Um, once you publish to your RSS feed through something like Lipson, these different players will automatically pull in that RSS feed and get your new episodes. So it just takes a matter of, it's just a little bit of a waiting period for them to start to show up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I think that's like very important for people to to understand how that works because that allows you to hit rather than having rather than you having to go to every different distribution channel and upload it yourself which is time consuming yeah. you choose a hosting program and you're able to shout out to the world with you know one one basic delivery of your data um you're able right. to hit all of these different platforms so I mean that's you know, if you really want to get started on the right foot, um, you know, there you go. Yeah, and I'm actually going to share my screen really quick, Reese. Um, turn on screen share, application window. It's all you one. now. All right, all there right. it is. We can see it. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys a little bit of behind the curtain here. Um, but if we look at, this is our Libsyn backend platform. So you can see all of our previously published episodes. So it really does a good job of managing all this stuff for you. It And we pay right now, I think we pay $20 a month. That's all we pay right now. And it gives us, if we look at our storage here, we get about, what's that work out to? A little over 400 megabytes um, yeah. of storage each month. So you never it never deletes your episodes. It keeps them up there forever, but you only have a certain, you can only upload a certain amount of data each month. Um, so if you're doing four episodes a month, like Reese and I are doing, you may have to upload to the plan. That's got like 400 megabytes. Um, just depending on how long your episodes are. Um, and I think but, what, our episodes are usually an hour and a half. So mm -hmm. an hour and a know. half. And that ends up being, it ends up being somewhere from between like 90 megabytes to like 130 megabytes or something like that. So we had to upgrade to a, a little bit of a higher plan than the base but not too yeah. much. Um, right, right. And then destinations here, you can see that it, it, the cool thing about Libsyn is that with, I think all of their plans, it gives you a free podcast page, which essentially is a website. So if I click on this, we have our own little website here that hosts all of our episodes as well. 
Hold on. Can and... I change my picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this oh, is just a man. screenshot of one of our episodes. <laughs> Why do I look like I'm... <laughs> I look like that girl that was showing herself on the... <laughs> <laughs> on the video share. Oh, oh no. You're pushing you're pushing real hard. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you, you had some you, that was just the first time eating pizza after 3 weeks. <laughs> oh yes, there it is right there. <laughs> Too much cheese. <laughs> oh man. So this you is clean. Get, you get very limited customization options with this. I mean, it is a free website after all, but you can change like your color scheme and things like that, but it is bare bones, but it does give you like a little bit of a web presence to put out there. Um, but yeah, you can see on here, these are all the different destinations you can distribute to automatically. So if you want to, you can get your own application. You can get an app made for iPhones or Android, um, things like that. It's completely free. It's part of your part of your plan. So, and it kind of does the job for you. Like if you want to add a new episode here, you just click here and it kind of walks you through all the, the process. You upload your file. You can upload your show artwork, so you can change your artwork from sh- from episode to episode if you want to. Um, you can schedule your episodes to go out at a certain time. You know, so it's it's pretty it's pretty robust. And of course, you have like stats and stuff, so you can see how many downloads you've gotten and um, and all that good stuff. But but yeah, I would recommend. I mean, for twenty dollars a month, this kind of does the work for you, and it saves you a lot of headache. So, Reese, I'm gonna stop yeah. sharing my screen now. All right. Yep, we're good again. Um, so that kind of takes us through. I mean, do you have anything to add there, Reese? Or no? I mean, um, I guess the only thing that I would touch on is like the video portion of it, and just uploading to Apple or not Apple, <laughs> uploading yeah. to YouTube, and you know, showing your uh, distributing it through your different um, social network channels, which we're gonna kind of touch on a little bit. Um, and yep. the next step, step eight, shout from the rooftops. Yes. So this is something that I struggled with, and I'm and I'm going to start this one off just by saying that you shouldn't be afraid to tell people um, the best way that you're going to grow your podcast and get some, um, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Get some traction. Just some, some traction, is, yeah. Yeah, is is tell your friends, right? Tell tell your family first off. Um, you know, tell your relatives that, you know, this is what's going on and ask them for their support or maybe not. Don't, don't ask them. Just let them know that it's going on and it, you know, tell your friends and family, reach out on Facebook, reach out on your different social media platforms. This is something that I struggled with, um, which is just like a fear of rejection kind of thing, but it, 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 who cares, right? You only live once. Just do it. Just do it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, I yeah. I had a hard time with it too. Like the first time you hear you hear your voice on a recording, uh, it's it's an odd thing. So I mean, I'm have a marketing background, so I've had to do different voiceovers for things in the past before, and it's always a weird feeling hearing yourself talk. But you actually do kind of get used to it. Um, and yeah, like to what Reese said, like just don't be afraid to tell people, even after your first episode. Your first episode is not going to be great. That's just the bottom line. Um, but you know, you just gotta, you just gotta roll with it. I mean, I took a leap of faith when we first, I think we maybe were on like episode two and I shared it on my LinkedIn page and I have a pretty substantial, pretty, pretty good LinkedIn like, uh, network. And it, our first episode got a, a ton of traction or maybe it was our second episode. I can't remember. 
Um, and I had people around my office at work saying like, Hey, what's this podcast thing I'm hearing about? And they were like actually bringing it up on their computers at, at, at the office and talking about it. And I was like, all right, shut that off. Shut that off. Like, we don't need everybody hearing this right now. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is kind of hard to like overcome that barrier and just be willing to put yourself out there. But if you do put yourself out there and you're genuine and you're not spammy and trying to like share every 15 minutes on your social feeds, people, people will support you. So just, just yeah. use your network. You know what? And if they don't, if they don't support you and accept you for who you are and what you're interested in and what you want to do, yep. then screw them. Who cares? <laughs> screw them. Exactly. Screw them. So, yeah. Yeah, and actually, I I do want to say I've I've talked about this guy before on the podcast. He was the one who said, "What happens when the beard shaves his beard?" His name's Zach Miller, and I, he's a guy I follow on LinkedIn. And I actually got into a little bit of a conversation to him, with him on LinkedIn one day, and he was talking about how you should not just share something one time. You should you should increase your frequency with how much you share something that you're you know proud of or whatever. And and I responded back to him. I was like, "Well, how do you know if you're like too spammy, right? Like you don't want to be too spammy and overshare." And he was like, he, he basically said like, you can't overshare. He's like, you got to think about the amount of media, the amount of information people are consuming every single day. It's hard. It's almost hard to oversaturate a single person. Right. Um, so don't be afraid to share and reshare and ask other people to share because it's not going to annoy it. Most chances it's, it's not going to annoy people to the point where they unfollow you. Um, or, or block you on Facebook or things like that. So just put it out there. Dude, I, uh, I'm right there with you and you know what? I, I need to, I need to do that more. I should be sharing more. Honestly, my personal, um, stream, my, my, my personal, uh, my gaming stream, right. I haven't even shared it on my Facebook yet. Yeah. Yeah. Can you and believe that? that? I've been for a while four months four and a half months i mean do you want to share why that is is there a reason that you that you do that yeah straight up honestly it's um you know fear of rejection um it's it's quite literally fear of rejection um you know having that uh there's there's one thing that kind of goes around it's like that imposter kind of syndrome right where you kind of feel like an imposter with your own People that like they know they people on my Facebook know me a certain way, right? People right. in my real life know me a certain way, and they might not know that like I play video games, so, like to the level extent that I play video games, like how involved right, it right, is right. for me. So it's like that fear of like rejection, where if I post that, people are going to comment on it and be like, "Oh, what a nerd!" Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you? What really? And um, you know, I don't really want to get too far into that. But, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. But I have to be ready. And I've and I've been more um, stalwart. I'm going to use that word. Oh, what is this? I've never even heard of this word. Protecting myself, basically, um, you know, in, in defending myself on what I value and what my. Um, I don't know, not priorities, but like what my passion is. Right. So if somebody doesn't like my passion, screw them straight up. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, you know, it doesn't really bother me as much as it used to. So, you know, I'll right. get there. I'll well, get there I think for what sure. You, 
I think what you find is that if you start sharing openly about what you actually are interested in, so video games or technology and things like that, you actually, that's the community you start to build, right? So then you find like-minded individuals. And that's the great thing about Twitter and Instagram. I can tell you since I started the Instagram page for the Ginger and the Beard podcast, the majority of the followers we've received so far are other podcasters. And, you know, there's a lot of other beer podcasts out there or even people that just post a lot about craft beers and like you start to see their posts more frequently. You start to see them commenting on your posts. Um, and you start to build these sort of like relationships with these, these different, um, these different individuals who you can leverage as part of your network later down the road. So it really comes down yeah. to, I think the, the final point to kind of close out this section is really just be proud of what you've created, especially at this point in the process. Like you've gone through all the work to set this up. You've planned this thing. You've made your brand. You've probably written show notes. You've, 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 you've paid money for a hosting platform. And now that it's out there, you, they really, the last step is be proud of what you just did. Like you just created a piece of content. Um, and you have to be your number one advocate because no one's going to do it for you, right? So you right. have to be your biggest advocate, your biggest fan, um, and you have to leverage your network to to grow, which kind of tailors into our, our last step, which is network to grow. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with what you just said right there. And it's um, it's important to um, attract like minded people, you know, and and. I've kind of done it with my stream is people that come into my stream and stick around. Well, you know, they like, they like what we're doing and people that are going to come into this podcast and listen to it, you know, they're like-minded people, just like you said, the other podcast yep. folks. So, um, you know, joining groups on social media, um, you know, that's important. You know, I think networking to grow, right? Like I, I have this idea of, of like macro, um, like macro level and micro level content macro Mm. being like what we're doing right now, which is the full hour plus long content, right? That's our macro. And, and we distribute that on our social media platforms being, you know, YouTube and uh, Twitter and Instagram, Twitter and Instagram being our primaries, Um, you know, and you're the one that really takes the, you take the macro content that we're creating and you break it down almost daily into, you know, minutes of content that you share out. Um, and you've been really great on the whole advertising front as far as like showing the different beers and, and talking about the UFC on our Instagram. Um, you know, highly recommend you guys come and follow us on Instagram. That's where, um, a lot of our, a lot of our um, fun and interesting stuff is, is being shared. Uh, and a lot of that also gets shared onto Twitter. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so just some tips on that, just to kind of elaborate on what he's saying, you know, we record this long podcast and we know that not everybody likes super long podcasts. They've gotten the feedback from multiple people, like in my personal like circle or whatever, like, Oh, that podcast is long, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I like long podcasts. Like I listen to what, like what you said, Reese, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and sometimes his podcasts are like three hours long. Yeah. Um, it, it might take me a few days to get through it. Um, but I enjoy listening to long form podcasts just because personally, I don't like jumping from 30 minute podcast to another 30 minute podcast. And I, I just like investing my time in, in something that's long and you can really, the longer the podcast is, the deeper you can get in the conversation. And you're not worried, especially when you're producing a long form podcast, you're not worried about the time, really. You're not worried about like, okay, we're going on too much of a tangent. We need to cut this here and move on to the next segment because 
I've listened to podcasts like that. And actually the, the website that I used to help write for AndroidAuthority.com, they had a podcast, which, um, used to be long form. They have all this in-depth conversation, a lot of opinions, and then they switched formats and they went for a shorter, more structured, uh, podcast where they basically went news article to news article to news article. Um, and the host of the show, he was like the main guy or whatever had to like cut people off, make them move on to the next topic. And it just felt like really yeah. rushed and really like, it, it just didn't feel like warm and fuzzy to me. So, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I can see the point of view of people don't have a whole lot of time to invest, you know, right. I, I get that, but the quality really is the important part. So, you know, we're going to stick to our guns and, and keep this long format. I don't, I don't ever envision us creating a, a short choppy kind of deal. Um, yeah. I like this format a lot better. I think that it's, it's going to be more valuable. Honestly, it's going to be more right. valuable to the listener this way. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, and so then, so what do I do? Is technically, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. What I do after we record is Reese actually handles the post-production he puts together our audio tracks, our video tracks, he uploads to YouTube, and then I download that video and splice it up into smaller clips. So at, at first I was starting to do one minute clips because that's the maximum amount of time you can share on Instagram if you want it to appear as a regular video in your feed. However, after our last episode, I, I dabbled a little bit in uploading IGTV videos, Instagram TV videos, which allow you to do up to 10 minutes Unless you're, oh, wow. a, I think, a verified, if you're a verified Instagram user, which maybe one day we will be, you can do up to an hour uh, per clip. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So, um, so what I started doing was, I think I cut a couple of like six minute clips of like specific topics that we talked about last week and uploaded those to Instagram TV. And, um, you know, so that way people can, if they need some bite-sized content, they can't, they don't have the time to invest in an hour and a half long podcast. They can, they can find that there on Instagram. And those same clips were also uploaded to YouTube into a clips only folder. So if they just want to see some short content, then they can find that there. Oh, nice. I think that's perfect, right? Um, having yeah. the, so those folks that are, you know, not so happy about the long form that we produce in our macro content, well, they always have the option to just t catch the highlights really is, is what right. we're doing is, is pushing out highlights, the, you know, most important type of uh, information, which I think is, you know, it's good to have all of those different forms, right? You know, you just uh, uh, diversify your portfolio, you know, more or less. Yeah, Absolutely. So that kind of rounds well, it out. I mean, I think we, we, that's nine steps. If we just go back through those really quick, it's just step one, decide on a genre and a topic. Step two, you got to figure out, are you going to do this alone or are you going to buddy up with somebody or are you going to find a group of people that you can, you can speak with each week? Maybe you're going to bring in special guests, you know, what, what's it going to be? Step three, you got to pick your format. Uh, is it going to be audio only? Is it going to be audio plus video? You can figure out what kind of gear you're going to need, depending on which format you pick. Are you going to live stream it like we're doing right now? Or are you just going to record it and put it out there? Step four, you got to take that leap of faith and just record your first episode. It's not going to be the best episode ever. You just got to do it. You got to go for it. Uh, step number five, is editing. Obviously, you got to make sure, you know, some people don't edit, but you got to edit and cut out any any curse words or anything you don't actually want to put out there. You got to You got to edit. Uh, step number six, you got to figure out once you've got your episode, where are you going to host this thing? 
Uh, are you going to use a hosting platform such as Libsyn like we do? Or are you going to just do it yourself and write your own RSS feed? Or are you just going to upload it straight to YouTube? What's your plan? Step number seven, you distribute it, whether it's you just upload it to YouTube or you upload it to uh, Facebook or wherever. You got to figure out you know, how are you going to distribute it to all the different podcast players to get your, your, your greatest chance of, of being noticed. Step number eight, you got to shout out from the rooftops. I started a podcast. Check it out. <laughs> um, quite literally, just tell everyone you know that you started a podcast and go check you out. And then last but not least, you got to network. You got to put yourself out there. Be proud of what you what you created and uh, leverage the networks you have. Build new networks, build new connections, and just support other creators. And hopefully those creators will support you. And there you go. You've created your very own podcast. You're ready to go. Take it there and share it with that's us right. when you do. We want to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the one thing that, that since we've, I've actually, you know, I've been networking, you've been networking, uh, just some back end behind the curtain stuff. Reese handles our Twitter account. I handle, handle our Instagram account. And, um, there's so many podcasts out there. Like if I wanted to spend my day listening to beer podcasts, I could literally spend every minute of the day listening to beer podcasts. Um, yeah. and I wish I had more time to support other podcasters because, you know, it's not enough really just to follow these people on Instagram. I mean, sure. That's awesome. But I would love to like actually listen to their podcast, share it and, uh, really engage with them. But it's hard to find the time enough time in the day, but I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to make an effort forming. Like, so when we talk about the social media, it's about forming relationships, like little micro relationships with people, getting to know them a little bit, understanding their points of views, sharing valuable information with each other. Um, and building on these, these relationships to help each other grow, um, you know, and also with your viewers and listeners, um, right. you know, sharing valuable content that, you know, that they, they want to come back for. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. Yes, um, sir. so that's, that's it, man. They're, they're ready. Are we ready to transition? I think we should. We got some tech news to talk about. We got some UFC shenanigans to talk about. We got some video games to talk about. We're already an hour and 17 minutes into this bad boy. We got a lot of stuff to keep covering. Yeah, we do. So we're talking about UFC next, right? Uh, or is it yeah, tech? Hold on. Let's is get into UFC? UFC. Let's get into oh, UFC. Oh no! It's, are you sure we could? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna transition right now. All right. Oh, there he is. Look at him. He's just jamming away. Oh, hey. Oh my God! A wild, a wild ginger has appeared. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, getting wild. Man. Oh. Yeah, it is. It um, is. <laughs> uh, so, dude. UFC shenanigans. Oh, man. I cried a little bit the other day. I got to say. I know. Uh, I, know. I, was, uh, I was excited for it. I was Let's on pour, the fence, honestly. Yeah. Let's pour one pour, out for UFC 249. Yeah. Pour one, pour out one, for one, pour one for our, our 249 homies. Um, I, I just want to say that I was a little bit on the fence, right? Like I, I love UFC. I love watching it. And I love having the opportunity to watch it, but at the same time, we're in a pandemic right now and these guys were going to go and get into a large gathering. Um, I'm, I'm not, I haven't confirmed, maybe, you know, was it going to have an audience or was it just going to be the fighters and refs and all that stuff? But, but regardless People are interacting, fighting with each other, damaging themselves, 
you know, it just increases the chance. Now, let's just say one of those fighters had it and spread it to everybody else. The risk there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and people are dying from this thing. Man. It's no joke. It's no joke at all. So, you know, do you right. want to see some of your favorite uh, fighters dying from coronavirus? No, I don't think you do. So, But I, I agree with you. I mean, like, part of me, uh, you know, on this shoulder, I'm like, I want to see this fight no matter what it takes. And this shoulder, I'm like, Did this, is this really the best decision? Is it, is it the best decision? So, yeah, I, I totally am. I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, it, it's it's <laughs> such a roller coaster of emotions this last week has been when it comes to UFC 249. Um, I mean, it literally changed by the day. Everything changed by the day. Um, yep. You know, so obviously it was originally supposed to be Tony Ferguson versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um for the belt, for the uh, it's lightweight, right? Uh, lightweight belt. Yeah, it's lightweight. Um, yep. So, and then, uh, you know, we're talking about old news at this point, but Khabib got stuck in in Russia. He couldn't leave because of the travel bans. So there was questions: Is he going to make the fight? How are they going to make this happen? No venue in the United States wants to host the fight because everything's locked down. Um, so then, this crazy news came out. Um, like three days ago that because they couldn't secure a location, Dana White bought a mother loving Island. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he pulled his baller card out and said, you know what? If you can't, if I can't have this in the United States, or I can't find a place internationally. I'm going to buy myself an Island and How we're going to have these fights. <laughs> How crazy. So this sounded like fake news at first, but it, it's real. He put out a statement, a video of himself on Instagram, UFC's Instagram yesterday, and said, no, Fight Island is what they're calling it, is real. This is a real thing. This is where we're going to host fights week after week once this corona stuff has has, has ironed itself out. Um, fight this Island is, is, is a real thing. Are they saying that that's like the new venue for every fight ever? What? He's, it said specifically international fights. So I don't know if that means like if we have fighters, you know, from uh, Dagestan or, you know, maybe Brazil or people that can't travel internationally, they're going to send them to this island to fight. I don't know if that means if you have a card. Dude, is this a movie? I don't It's It's crazy, dude. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, are they going to build a, uh, are they building a venue or is it just going to be like outside? There's like a ring outside. There's like stadium seating. I don't know how this is going to work. They're just going to be on the beach. <laughs> yeah. There's a, it's just a spray painted circle. And like, I don't know. It's wild to think about. <laughs> this is, it's like tribal warfare or some stuff. Like that's, uh, it, 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 that literally sounds like. It's like you know, gladiator blood, like blood sport. Do you remember that movie with John yeah. Con Van Damme? It's like, this is, it's blood sport. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. It's the craziest thing. But like, what happens if it's an all American card, which rarely happens anymore, but does that mean they'll still find a venue in the United States? I don't know. So, yeah. okay. So that news came out and I'm like, all right, so this is going to happen. Right. So I can't remember if this is before, this was actually after, um, Khabib officially dropped out. And they very quickly replaced him with Justin Gaethje. Um, so I was pretty excited about that. I, I was bummed that it wasn't going to be – the fight was no longer going to be for the actual belt. But they announced that the fight between Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson was going to be for the interim light heavyweight – or not light heavyweight, lightweight belt. Oh, my God. Since, since Khabib couldn't actually defend his title. 
I don't know. I don't know if I like that decision, but um, I know, don't. Whatever. I don't. They should. It's not. No. Really. It's 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 got to be Tony versus Khabib. Yeah, it has so, to be. I, I was kind of bummed about that, but I also like watching Justin Gaethje fight. Um, yeah. So Justin Gaethje was locked in. It was official on Instagram, on the news, all that good stuff. Fight Island was purchased and secured. I'm like, this fight's gonna happen. This fight is gonna happen. Um, <laughs> so maybe a day later, maybe a half a day later, we find out that the co-main event, which was supposed to be Rose Nama Yunez versus Jessica Andrade, the rematch, um, fell apart because Rose Nama Yunez had to had to pull out. So for undisclosed were- reasons. For undisclosed reasons. So the first report was she pulled out for undisclosed reasons. Then a lot of these MMA, UFC coverage websites reported that she was forced out. She was forced out of UFC 249. So that left us questioning, like, who do you listen to? I don't Yeah. How? Like, okay, so why why would she have been forced out? What could possibly have forced her out, right? Right. So that's that's what I was thinking, too. And then earlier today... I think early this morning or maybe it was yesterday evening I found out that or I read that the reason she pulled out is actually because two family members which is terribly sad passed away with complications due to coronavirus. Okay. So how awful is that news? Yeah. So that is feel feel terrible for her. Yeah. Um I mean there's nothing else you can really say. It's just a you know, it's just terrible. So it's, t- it's a terrible time. I, and I was really upset to hear that she wasn't going to get her rematch. And like, if you followed her since her last uh, bout with Jessica Andrade, which, which was her last fight, um, she went through a period of deciding whether or not she's going to fight ever again. She yep. basically was like, you know, she got slammed on her head, man. She could have broken her neck. She could have had like severe brain damage. Um, yeah. It could have been yep. bad. So she had this, like, face this reality of, like, do I fight again? Do I not? Um, and she made the she made the decision to come back and fight again. It was going to be a rematch. Uh, wasn't going to be for the belt anymore, but she was going to kind of, you know, see if see what she could make of that fight. So I was a, a, She's I was so about good. that. She's so good, man. I, I, I'm bummed, and I, and I feel terrible, right? But I, I do see a bright future for her when she comes back. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, um, so, but then, <laughs> but then things changed. <laughs> oh my gosh. So they were going to replace Rose, um, which fine, whatever. The car so, itself was still going to be amazing. Right. But then, I mean, the higher powers came in, right? The higher powers yes. there being Disney, right? Disney is the entertainment that, entertainment company that owns and i think this is the right breakdown they own espn espn owns the ufc uh disney put the hammer down and said no we're not doing this yeah i don't i don't think espn actually owns ufc but that's where they that's where obviously they stream their fights that's their giant sponsor partner right now so dana white actually put out a video um on instagram like a live video and he essentially, I think what happened was the higher powers, like you said, at Disney basically said, for the safety and well-being of everyone involved, this event should not happen, period, no matter where it actually takes place. Um, and so obviously ESPN isn't going to stream this event anymore. So what choices Dana have, really? 
And right. in his video, Dana's like, ESPN has been an awesome partner for us um, recently. He was like, there's no way I would ever go against when they tell me. They t- basically told him stand down was the quote. They told yep. him to stand down and to postpone this event. And he, in his video, he basically was like, you know, how could I tell them? How could I tell them no? How could I go against oh, them when they've been such an amazing yeah. partner for the UFC? Absolutely. Um, he was like, this event is not canceled, despite what people are reporting. It's not canceled. It's being postponed. Um, but he hasn't given a date yet. So technically, it's kind of yeah, canceled. Yeah, <laughs> it's canceled. In, in the fact that it's not it's not happening on the 18th. I mean, that specific right. event, right? It'll happen. Of course, UFC 249 is going to happen someday. But it might yeah. not look the same. It might not feel the same. It might not be located in a place that we're aware of or a time that we're aware of. So it's, yeah, um, you know, it's a bummer, but it's it's yep. for the best. Yep. So the moral of the story here is that it's not happening on April 18th. We're not going to get to see Tony v. Khabib. We're not going to get to see Rose v. Andrade. We're not going to get to see Francis Ngano versus, uh, uh, I can't remember this guy's name. Rose Struck. Rose and Struck. I can't Every time I have to say it. <laughs> I know. I always want to say Overeem for some reason. They fought before, but that's not this fight. Um, yep. We're not going to get to see Uriah Hall fight. I was so excited to see Uriah Hall fight because I've been following him since the Ultimate Fighter 17 um, when he just blew through everyone on that show in a horrifying fashion, like knocking people out to the point where I'm like, not sure if that guy's ever going to stand up again. And he's just this monster to be reckoned with. Um, he hasn't yeah. made his way up the ranks yet so far at the UFC, but um, he's still got some fight left in him for sure. So it's kind of a bummer. But back to the yeah. uh, Fight Island thing. So, again, it is a real thing. But it did come to light in in Dana's video that he put out that 249 was actually going to take place in the United States. If it were to have happened, it was not going to be on Fight Island just because I don't think they could have gotten the venue together fast enough. But yeah. where it was going to take place was, I don't know how to say this properly, but Tachi Palace Resort Casino, which is 40 miles south of Fresno, California. Um, it's on a reservation belonging to the Santa Rosa Indian community. So it was going to happen essentially on a Native American reservation, and that's how yeah. they're going to kind of skirt by the regulations. Um, so he, he basically that, that venue had committed that it was going to happen. Um, and so he said in his video that the first, the next fight that does happen after all this, uh, stuff is kind of blown over is going to happen at Tachi palace because they have been such an amazing, um, you know, venue. They've, they were totally bought in. So he's going to make sure that the next fight happens at that casino. Good. Good for them. I think that's a good idea and they deserve it. So good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, uh, you know, as sad as it is, that is the UFC shenanigans. Um, uh, hopefully we have some more information next week, you know, but, uh, you know, it's looking bleak. We'll keep our eyes open and um, maybe we'll have some news. I mean, just how crazy everything's been changing. Maybe things will change uh, for the better. Uh, so, yep. yeah, we'll see. Um, yep. You know, do you want to jump into this uh, tech news? I know you had a couple that uh, you wanted to, to talk about. Yeah, we can blow through this really quick. Just spend a few minutes. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we got some cool stuff to talk about when you get to video games. So uh, let's do a transition real quick and we'll just blow through tech news. Sounds good. Here we go.
And we're back. All right, so let's talk about it. You said uh, <laughs> Google Stadia, right? Yeah, Google Am I saying Stadia. That right? So Google Stadia, yep. So if you guys don't know, Google Stadia is essentially a cloud-based video game service. So as long as you have a compatible controller and a connected in some way screen, like a smart TV, or maybe you've got a a Chromecast Ultra connected to a TV, you can play video games through Google's and you're basically playing on, you know, a, a, a computer somewhere in the cloud, essentially. This is the long story, long story short of it. Um, but this one of, not a, I'm not going to call it a benefit of the coronavirus, but f- a lot of companies are looking for ways to help provide some relief to people who are stuck at home and completely stir crazy. Um, and one of the ways they're doing that, Google is providing the Stadia Pro service for two months for free. So that sounds great, but that does not mean you get to play all the video games in the world for free for two months. Um, it really only saves you about $20 over the, it's like $10 a month service. So you save about 20 bucks and you do still have to pay for the video games that you, that you want to play. Um, but you know, you get that pro service for free for a couple of months. So some of the compatible controllers, you don't have to buy the Stadia specific controller if you don't want to. You can use like Xbox One controllers. You can use, I think, PlayStation controllers. Um, but that's just something something cool that some. I, I just thought it was cool that Google's doing that for people. I think they could do a little bit more, maybe. Like maybe throw out some free games, you know, that people can play for right, a couple months. Right. You know, something like that. But and then the only other story I had in the tech news section was that the next version, the next iteration of iOS, which would be iOS 14, will allow users to try apps before they they actually download them. So I thought that was kind of cool because I don't know about you, Reese. I download a lot of apps and quickly delete them after I realize, wow, they're full of uh, ads or yeah. it doesn't the app doesn't do what it promised, um, you know, things like yep. that. And you can't trust the reviews because they have like review bots on a lot of these things now that'll just like boost it up to like a 4.0 plus, you know, and then you get in there and it's like, oh, well, this is just a, this is just a money grab. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you you shortly after delete the app, but, but yeah, apparently iOS 14 is, is using some sort of new API, um, to allow users to try out apps before they, before they fully download them. But as I was reading this report from The Verge, I found out that it requires the user to scan a QR code to preview the app. So I'm thinking that maybe the use case here is maybe you're at an event, you're walking around, you see some app company there that's like promoting their cool camera or whatever it is. um, And you can scan a QR code of something to preview the app. You can do some minor things within it. And then from there you can decide, do I wanna download the full version or not? So my question was, who uses QR codes anymore? <laughs> I know. You know what I do use QR codes for? Message on the web. Do you ever use messages on the web? Mm. Well, I have an iPhone now, but yes, before I switched over to iPhone, I did use Android messages on the web, and it does require you to use a QR code to get logged in. That's like the only thing I can think of. Yeah, so, I mean... I, I mean I, go ahead. I was going to say, I randomly stumble across a QR code, like on the box of some product or like sometimes like if you download or if you buy like a smart bulb or something for your house, it's like, Hey, to set this up, scan this QR code, you know? And I think Google, I think most Android phones and also the iPhone, it's just built into your camera app. Now you don't have to download a QR scanner. You just hold your camera up over that QR thing. And it's just like, just does its thing. And 
hooks you up. Yeah. It's just something that never really, I don't know. It didn't really take off. Um, you know what? And, and I just want to put, make one point is like the, the number of like apps that are on like Google, the Google play store and, you know, Apple, like there's just so many different video games on there. And it's just like, it's the same thing over and over and over again. It seems yeah. like, and, uh, like there's just not a whole lot of quality there. Yeah, that um, would definitely be that would be the place to do the preview thing. Like just let me play one level of this game to figure out is this something that I actually want to use my space for before I download it. Oh yeah, cuz there it, the the clickbait is heavy. There's so much clickbait and the false advertising of of what the game is, you know. I I I don't even download them anymore because I've like rarely Unless you unless it's like a ten dollar game, then yeah. it'll be okay. But yeah, besides that, um, that's it for tech news. That's it. Transition. Okay. Transition. Here we go. I need to put these drumsticks yeah. away. I'm like envisioning myself in front of a. 15 piece drum set and i'm just like you know i'm in the front row uh, of a van halen concert i don't know what that quote I, is from <laughs> uh, I don't, the quote is from the ricky bobby movie is it ah oh, dude i never saw it oh man oh i know i need to everybody tells me um so i could be a metal singer i could do it i could do it right all right we're gonna start the ginger in the beer band ginger in the beard band <clears throat> just drums and screaming Yes. <laughs> no, no actual words. Just straight up growling. Just growling the whole time. <gasps> anyway, um, <laughs> all right. So I'm just gonna jump right into this. First off, I'm gonna talk about Last Oasis, guys. This game's brand new. Um, it's a survival MMO. It it breaks the mold for survival MMOs. I gotta tell you, if you guys ever played survival MMOs or have been interested in trying it out, this is the one to play. It is the best one. They've, I've, I don't know if I've seen an early access release go so smoothly from an, from a, a small developer before. I mean, <clears throat> I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. Not, not that it went smoothly because their servers were so jacked up that they had to sh- shut it down for a week. But the fact that the game is like so well polished and fun, I, I just, I can't believe it, but. Yeah, they've uh, they just did a, a new um, update where hard maps are now available, and they're going to be doing another new update. I got to tell you, I'm putting a lot of trust in this developer right now, and uh, I, who, I, I highly recommend it. Who is the developer on this? Ah, oh, gosh, you're going to put me on the spot. One second. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> One second. Um, I mean, this game looks I, awesome. I mean, I've watched Reese stream. He's been streaming this game a lot the, the last week. Um, since they, the servers came back up and it is very, I mean, the, the, the map is just ex- super expansive. You have yep. these gnarly ships that if I could just paint a word p- picture for you, it's essentially like a, a boat on stilts and like it, it, it's like this giant walking thing that walks around with these huge wings that flap around to kind of, I guess, kind of help propel it. Um, and it's just a beautiful game. Like the landscape is, it's very desolate, but also, um, you know, beautiful in, in its own right. And uh, just the, you know, 
inter interacting with other clans and other players and like deciding whether or not you want to join up with them and uh you know kind of help them achieve their objectives and, and things like that it seems like a pretty cool pretty cool game if you've got the time to invest in it oh definitely dude it's it's really cool um and it's it's donkey crew is the team donkey crew what's up yeah so you know shout out to donkey crew for getting it done i mean um you know i've never heard of them before i don't know really what they specialize in um but the the ships it's they're inspired by a guy named uh, theo jansen his amazing strand beasts so check oh. out theo jansen amazing strand thing, beasts it's like these giant spiders that go on the beach beach and walk around is yeah i think so um because i remember hearing about these things like a few years ago with like adam savage on you know like the myth Mythbusters guy right um, so if this I'm is the same thing it. because when i watched your you stream this for the first time it reminded me of like those giant walking spider things um this is it right here and uh you're exactly right it's that's what they are yeah oh my gosh that thing is insane so it's they look you're riding around on things that look just like this kind of right um and it's like what a what a creative i just you know i don't know i can't i yeah, can't talk should, about it enough you should show some pictures of the game while you're talking about it all right yeah i'll um i'll throw some up there let's uh I actually, if you guys go to my YouTube channel, I created a video oh. um, last night. Last night, um, you know, so here's just a couple glimpses of, like, the different ships and whatnot. Uh, it doesn't really give you a whole lot just looking at it from this perspective, but go check out my video. You can find me on YouTube, uh, Fix It, P-H-X-X-I-T, um, and uh, check out my latest video. Um, we'll drop yeah, a link in the eight- show notes, too. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. AJ, you should check it out, man. Check out my my editing skills. I'm actually kind of I'm a little proud of myself. Pat myself on oh, the back. Oh, I know? will I will do that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Last Oasis, check it out. Uh, let me keep going though. Let me get through this stuff. So, No Man's Sky released a mech update, right? No oh, Man's Sky. So awesome. I've talked so much about No Man's Sky in the past. I love the game. It's a game that had a terrible a terrible launch, but they've made it up for it, you know multiple multiple times now with all of the free updates now now you can build a mech that you can walk around on has lasers attached to it flies it's basically like a it's basically like an iron man suit um that you can fly around on and i just they just blow me away every time dude those guys hello games and sean murray are are just doing it right so yeah Check that out for sure if you haven't done it already. And I'm pretty sure it works with VR, so you could actually be in a VR headset inside of a mech. What other game (laughs) out there allows you to control a mech in VR? I don't know. I don't think the only other mech, popular mech game that I know about is Titanfall. Did you ever play Titanfall? Uh, No, I haven't played Titanfall. Um, I have played Apex Legends, which is made by... Which is like similar. It's like the Respawn. same world as Titanfall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Titanfall is so much fun. I can't imagine that game in VR. It'd be so intense. But uh, the mechs are amazing in that game. But yeah, when I saw the clip of the mechs for No Man's Sky, it looked a lot of fun. It looked like a, a ton of fun. Um, yeah. And just the the art styling of that game 
is what keeps people interested. I feel like every every world you land on, every planet you land on is something different. So super dope. Yep. Um, Epic Game Store. I uh, I do a shout out for them every week. Go check out <laughs> Epic Game Store. Sixty dollars worth of free games this week. We got Close to the Sun. Uh, here's a short description. It's 19, it's 1897 deep in the international waters. The Helios, the Helios stands still dark clouds loom overhead as unforgiving waves crash against the hall. Colossus effigies of gold decorated with magnificent finery stretch as far as the eye can see. Um, so it looks like a bit of a mystery game set in like an older, uh, style, uh, setting. Um, you know, kind of like an adventure mystery type of game, Interesting. Uh, for you know the graphics are nice uh looks smooth you know for $30 um you know it, it looks like it's a short kind of playthrough um so it's more focused on like the storyline so you'll probably get like a 10 hour playthrough with a lot of story um yeah looks looks pretty good um i i got it now uh, i'm not sure when i'm going to have time to check it out but uh i'll make some time eventually and then uh, beyond that is Crimes and Punishment Sherlock Holmes become the most celebrated detective of all time. Sherlock Holmes, use your impressive talents as a detective to solve six thrilling and varied cases. So again, another short game, uh, $30 value for free. Um, both of these games are heavily focused on the story aspect of, to, of it. A little yeah. bit of mi- mystery, a little bit of crime solving. Um, $60 value for free. Go check them out. Um, and then, uh, last free. thing is free, 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 free. F- free for free, free for free 55 with a free 55 <laughs> discount. That's my favorite. Um, so final thing is world war Z after the podcast. Um, go check out Wolfro W O L F R H O Wolfro on Twitch. Um, we're going to go join up with those guys and, uh, we're going to go kill some zombs. You ready for it? Yes, can't wait. I can't wait either. One more use out of this drumstick. Yes. I love it. So much zombie slaying. Oh, dude. Doesn't get more relaxing, really, you know, when you just need something mindless where you're just slaying hordes of zombies. You're just on a machine turret and you're just just putting down like hundreds and hundreds of zombies. Yeah. Just something very satisfying about that. I think it's 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 how I like to spend my Fridays after a long week of work, <laughs> just mowing it's, down some zombies. That's how the ra- the the Reds rage lets out his rage. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, I wish I had something to go with that, but I don't. I just like killing <laughs> zombies. <laughs> All right. Yes. It's so that's the end of it. Us out on that. Yes, guys. I've, I've been thinking out. about. I've been thinking about streaming here on this channel just like i don't have a video game stream you do your stream i love watching it um but just like on saturdays or something you know we do our podcast on friday but then on saturday nights i play video games every saturday night anyways why not stream it you know on the channel on this channel yeah on this we channel, can, just to help we could do it grow. together we could just we could have both of our faces on the overlay and just be streaming us playing video games while we talk about stuff I'm so down with that. We have a couple different ideas because we could do like the the UFC side by side. We could do like a yep. beer tasting thing when we get together. Um, and I I love the idea of doing a a podcast where we play video games together. We could definitely get that done. Yeah, 
Let's do that. How about this? You guys out there listening to this episode, let us know in the comments or send us a message on Instagram or Twitter and, and let us know what would you be interested in us streaming live together? Is it zombie slaying? Is it a fight companion with the UFC? Is it beer tastings like Reese mentioned? What would you like to see us do more of live? What would you be interested in? Yeah, I want to know because I want to make it, I want to make it entertaining for you guys. Entertainment right. for the masses. Yes. Let's take it there. All right, buddy. Well, we well done? sir, I, we wrapping I think up? we've reached the end of our uh, of our show notes here. You guys listening out there for how to make a podcast, we have used show notes. You have to use show notes to keep yourself on track. And we've reached the end of these notes, which means we've reached the end of our show. So uh, just to kind of close this out here, guys, we've mentioned it a couple times on the stream here. But look, look right above myself and right above the beard here let's just give some finger points um follow us on all these places oh wait maybe i should do this hand now that i'm seeing myself on the stream um follow us on all the places uh you know show us some love give us some comments share with your networks we'd love to expand the show and um you know reach some more audiences but at the end of the day we're just having fun with this so you know let us know what you're drinking let us know what you're playing let us know what kind of technology you're into all those good things and then uh we'll see you next week See you guys. It was a pleasure. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye.